welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, Wayne Malou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Uh, happy Good Friday? Is that is that what people say? Yes. Happy Good Friday to you, William. Yeah. What's yeah. going on, man? Elite hat today, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out, actually, to uh, Tina Lee over at TNT. Gotcha. Supermarket. Huge fans over there. Wow. Tina Lee, Justin Wu of, of the Raptor show. So figured I'd rep their hat today. We got to get Tina on the, on, on the banter pod, man. Okay. That's CEO of TNT, CEO talk. You okay. ready for some CEO talk? Uh, we, we've been doing CEO talks. So I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> really? List some examples. No, I mean, I just recently all we've been talking to is like, you know, crazy rich Asians, essentially. Oh, yeah. Just that's a live show with Bobby Webster once again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bobby, uh, safe flight back from Boston after resolving the, uh, the Downton situation. Yeah. Yeah. Are we starting with Jeff Down again? One minute. You have one minute on this. Again, like I said yesterday on the show, yeah. um, this could have been a Zoom call. Yeah. So Jeff Down, by the way. This could have been an email. Yes, for people that don't this know. This could have been a text message. Yes. Just no. Yes. I know, period. For, for people that don't know, it's official that his two-way contract is not going to be converted. Mm. So he will be with the team in a hoodie on the bench, but he won't be part of the final two regular season games. The play-in and however long that the Raptors are going to go. And our Michael Grange caught up with Jeff Down at shoot-around this morning. And, and Jeff said that he's proud of the way he finished the season. And he said that the communication with the team yesterday was very positive. And said that, quote, he's going to be the best cheerleader that he can be. So we converted Jeff Down into Thanasis, um, is well, I guess, the news. That's not true. Thanasis gets more than the minimum. Oh, God. We talking dollars? Damn. Which, by the way, I always thought, like... If if the Bucks really wanted to pay Giannis seventy million dollars a year, which is not allowed in the CBA, mm. what is stopping them from giving Thanasis a fifteen million dollar contract in addition to giving Giannis like fifty five? Oh, okay. So you mean like paying like Thanasis like a like a huge amount? Yeah, yeah as yeah. a way to just like say I, I thanks to the Antetokounmpo the money family. anyway because their money their family is so close. Yeah, it just goes into the Antetokounmpo pile. Well, so you know, <laughs> is that is that what what like what would happen? You know, is is Adam Silver going to step in and be like, guys? I think You're making this too uh, obvious. I think Pat Condon might step in. Several members of the team got you. Might step in. No, Thanasis was actually in the news today because there's a there's a Bucks uh, reporter. I, w- I wish I had the name. My bad. But like I saw, he actually did a story where he talked to executives around the league about whether Thanasis deserves a spot on an NBA roster. Okay. And the the you know overall consensus was no. Like obviously it's because you know Giannis is there. And things like that. Okay, but why, and that became a discussion. Here's the thing. Yeah. Why did that need to be a story? That's actually elite hating. <laughs> like, honestly, like... Listen, nepotism is knows, everywhere. Everyone yeah. knows, but you didn't need to write a whole thing where you sourced it and everything. That's <laughs> yeah. elite hating, Sourcing man. anonymous front office execs about yeah. the Thanasis Atantacumbo situation. <laughs> These execs couldn't go on record no, either, by this, the way. They're, no. like, protecting their anonymity. No, but this is the malaise of the final weekend of the regular season leading yeah, up to the fair. play. And, like, you know, I came in today, I was feeling a little malaise mm. um, just because everything is mostly settled now, especially on the Raptors' front. Yeah. And then you try to get excited for these other races. Like, you know, one of the big ones is Oklahoma City and Dallas are fighting for the last play-in spot in the West. Okay. And I saw the injury report today because Dallas is playing at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago has nothing to play for. And Dallas is sitting multiple starters, including Kyrie Irving. Who are just listed like several of their players are just sitting, are just resting. So it looks like they're right. trying to just tank out of it and just get into the lottery. I, I think every year we're reminded of this, but like once you get into this last week of the season in April, especially the last weekend here, mm-hmm. um, over like Easter weekend, it's like 
I mean, the motivation's got to be so low <laughs> for some of these teams, man. Oh, like, you're going to say uh, for yourself. No, imagine like you're the Detroit Pistons and you're doing case and you're like, hey, boys, uh, good job out there tonight. You lost by 30. Mm. Practice tomorrow morning. Who do you think is coming to that practice? You know what I mean? You think Corey uh, Joseph's waking you know, up Mar- and being like, Marvin oh. Bagley, uh, James Wiseman needs yeah. reps. So I, I just think motivation is quite low. Yeah. Um, Dwayne Casey was in the yeah. news too, as you just reported to me before we came yeah. on. Yeah. So um, Jake Fisher of Yahoo um, had a report in there. I clicked it because obviously he had news notes about Nick Nurse uh, in Houston. And it's kind of the same thing that we've we've heard about in other places in terms of you know, um, Nurse might ultimately move on and, you know, uh, Houston would be one of those likely destinations for him and that Ime Udoka is, is potentially coming to Toronto. Like, we've, we've heard this idea, right? But I was reading more and more into it. And Jake also had this note from the Detroit Pist- about the Detroit Pistons. So, Dwayne Casey, obviously former Raptors coach, um, now the Pistons head coach, left reporters waiting in his post-game news conference Wednesday night. He then revealed the delay was due to meeting with Detroit owner Tom Gores following the team's game against Brooklyn. Casey told the assembled media they will meet once again after the season end and further discuss his future with the franchise as Casey's under contract for the 2023-2024 season. So this is actually very similar to the Nick quote. <laughs> he copied Nick's whole flow. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, you know, I've been here for uh, for, for 10 seasons of tanking and um, mm-hmm. I got to reevaluate, right? Um, but anyway, uh, the, the part in, in pertaining to the Raptors um, is that if, if Casey were to vacate Detroit's coaching staff, uh, Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach Charles Lee uh, is mentioned as a top potential candidate. Also, Toronto Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin, who has uh, secured several head coaching interviews in the past, is another name to keep an eye on, sources told uh, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports. So my question to you is how down bad is Dwayne Casey going to be if he gets replaced by his assistant's assistant? Just as he did uh, a couple years ago with Nick. Yeah, that's, that's tough, man. That's not going to be a good situation, especially considering, you know, I pulled up. So Dwayne is in his fifth season with the Pistons now. The first season he was there, they they made the playoffs, got swept by the Bucks in the first round, remember, won 41 yeah. games. This was, was like that the, the Blake Griffin Yeah, year? the Blake Griffin team. Yeah, they um, beat the Raptors three times that year, by the way. The, oh, the championship-winning Raptors. That's right, and they celebrated very loudly in the Scotiabank Arena locker room, as, as people reported after that first game. Here in Toronto, but since then, the four seasons they've you know they've won twenty games, twenty games, twenty three, and this season they're a league worse right now, sixteen mm. and sixty four, and is interesting because I mean for Dwayne right now they've got the best odds of landing the the number one overall pick along with Houston and San Antonio, fifty two percent chance that's going to be a top four pick. So you know there there is potential for for a Victor Wambayama to to go to Detroit and which would change their situation right away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it is interesting. I think Dwayne sees that you know the team is probably headed towards the right path, uh, depending on how the lottery goes and, and for the next couple of seasons. So I think it is within his right. I guess it makes sense for him to try to secure this next part of of the franchise's growth now, right? Because his yeah. contract is up. No, for sure. It would be a shame though if he went through this tanking process and Dwayne's talked so much about developing and then all this stuff for the organization if if they were to part ways now. Yeah. It would but, be all for naught. Yeah. yeah, but this is what happens. Like this is why franchises and players and and coaches don't really want to tank because again, like very few people survive through that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even the rare cases like Brett Brown, who was able to sort of oversee all the losing. Yeah. All of the like Tony Roten is my number one player. Oh God. Um, yeah. you know, Henry Sims is my number two player. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? Man, that's a, oh yeah, even worse than Jericho Sims. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, honestly, they, simulate they, all they, they had a Sim City lineup, man. <laughs> Yo, that's wild, um, but like, 
you know, Brett Brown was able to at least oversee that and eventually get to the playoffs with that team. But even he didn't really survive long term. And, and that's sort of the rarer case. So it's unfortunate. I think Dwayne kind of knew what he was signing up for in Detroit, though. Yeah, I mean, the and, other the other example yeah. is Steven Silas. Like Steven Silas sure, yeah, has yeah. been through this rebuilding. And, and by no, all accounts, he's out. They're speculating about yeah. his job right now while he's still in it. They're like, yeah, Nick's just coming. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, I guess that means he's going. Which, I mean, wouldn't be a surprise by any means. But Steven Silas has won 57 total games in Houston. In the three seasons. Three seasons, 57 wins. Man. 57. So that's a- tough. Appreciate man. this Raptors 40 and 40 yeah. season. Well, appreciate you know, it. That's, yeah. Or appreciate it as much as you want. No. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. A little musical chairs with the coaches. Mm. But nothing new on the Nick Nurse for- front? No, no, okay. no. It's all the same. It's just like essentially Nick could just walk off the job, I think. Right, right, right. right. Which, I mean, yeah. All right. I don't think anyone would be too surprised. Yeah. Well, the Raptors are playing in Boston tonight, and we'll mm. talk a little bit about that in, in the second segment. Oh, but okay. first, uh, wanted to talk about the new collective bargaining. No, wanted to. So no, Michael Pina. <laughs> Anything else. Michael Pina of The Ringer, who we had on a week ago yeah. on Friday. I don't know if you remember, you know, you were doing your little thing where you were pressing about his, his awards, ballot, yeah, getting OG on the, on the defensive team, mm-hmm. getting Pascal, and then you got what you needed, and you just told Derek to hang up the phone. I mean... <laughs> What else was Michael going to give us? Very efficient there. Um, But he did publish his awards at the Ringer uh, this week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. last week when he was on the show, he said that Pascal was on the bubble for the All-NBA team. Mm. And based on his ballot, Pascal did not make it. Mm -hmm. So on his first team was Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. On the second team, Dame Lillard. I mean, yeah, I guess individual stats Dame does deserve to be on there. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid. And on his third team was De'Aaron Fox, Steph Curry, Lowry Markkinen, Julius Randle, and DeMontis Sabonis. So Pascal did not make the cut. Um, Any issues with that? No, I mean, I think, you know, the spot would basically be, um, you know, does he get it over Laurie Markkinen or Julius Randle? Um, I think you can also put Jalen Brown as a guard Mm. and, and create another forward slot if you really wanted it to. Clearly, this is already missing some really talented forwards on the list because of KD and Kawhi and, and LeBron, but those guys all missed enough games where it's like, okay, you're not really considering those guys, even though we know quality-wise those three guys are definitely three of the best forwards in the league. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the arguments would be with, like, Laurie Markkinen or Julius Randle, and I think, like, Randle should be on the list no matter what, really. Like, you know, he, the, the Knicks have had such a good season. They deserve one representative. There's no doubt about that. So I'll just give Randle the spot. Um, but I think even with Laurie Markkinen, for example, so, like, Laurie is, is averaging – one more point per game. And the biggest thing is that he has a 8% higher edge in true shooting percentage, which is significant. To be honest, that's probably why he's scoring one more point per game. He's just more efficient with his scoring. But I think the argument for Pascal is he's played four more games in counting right, than Laurie. Um, the Raptors have more wins, which obviously is not that much of an accomplishment considering the fact that the Raptors are disappointing and actually the Jazz have been overachieving despite them wanting to tank. Um, but I think the bigger edge is, like, what do you value more, playmaking um, or scoring efficiency, right? Because I think for Pascal, he averages over six assists per game, and Laurie averages less than two. So we're talking about an additional four assists. Now, does that overcome eight percentage points of true shooting? Probably, I'd argue that. I mean, even, I would even give it that their defense is probably the same this season. I think Pascal has not played his best defensively this year, and Laurie's not really known for his defense. But So we'll just even say that's an even, but... I mean, there's a case there, right? Like, if, for example, he has Jokic on the first team, but Joel Embiid on the second team. And I'm sure if we asked him about it, he'd say, well, Jokic has so much more playmaking 
in addition to Pascal or in addition to to Joel. Well, I, I guess you can extend that same argument to to Laurie versus you know Pascal, for example. But I mean, like again, like Pascal is on the bubble, so like you can make these arguments for a lot of these other guys. Yeah, no, I don't think it's a huge surprise here. I think Pascal is on that list, like we said, of, of guys that are just kind of on the fringe of, of making the third team. Um, and yeah, no, the choice of, of Jokic over Embiid, Jokic on the first team. So Pina also revealed his MVP pick, and mm-hmm. he's he's going with Nikola Jokic. Yeah, there's no surprise. Yeah. I mean, if you have him over Joel yeah. on the first team. So, yeah. He also a, said he yeah. was the biggest Jokic fan in the world, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he said um, it on our show. Yeah, yeah so, but... Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see about the MVP. No, I, look, listen, I'm not ultimately like upset. This is not like one of those things where it's like we gotta yeah. like go after Michael Pena. <laughs> like, let's get Howard Beck on the phone. Let's get the other 99 votes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's no. Get the, I, get no the pod I, listen, if if the Raptors had what, the record that the Raptors should be having, and Pascal's mm. having this exact same year, he'd be on the All NBA team. Yeah. But the sure. Raptors' success and lack thereof, and also the disappointment around the team, yeah, has now left it so that he is not. Yeah. On the team. Well, I mean, or that he is a fringe candidate for the team. And even last year when he made it, if you look through all the votes, he was actually the guy who got the least amount of like points to get on the team. That's not this 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 merch the, the appointment, but I was just saying that he was on the bubble last year when the Raptors won forty eight games. This year when the Raptors are really struggling to even crack five hundred, it's not a surprise. Yeah, I think, you know, Pascal and Pascal's reps would probably differ, you know, in this opinion that I'm gonna say, just because, you know, we've noted that there's a lot of there's a difference in the extension that he can get, right? I think it's almost like a hundred million dollar difference if he made the All NBA team. Yeah, but sure. I think the the main thing for for Raptors fans and stuff is knowing that you know they have an All NBA player. Like I don't think it's it's disputable that Pascal is an All NBA player. It's mm-hmm. just that when it comes to these voting, sometimes especially you know on the bubble for the third team, that's going to happen. Um, uh, better news: uh, OG did make uh, All Defensive Second Team. Okay. On Michael right. Pina's ballot, so first team he has Drew Holiday, Alex Caruso. Uh, Draymond Green, Evan Mobley, and Brooke Lopez. Okay. On the second team, Derek White, Dylan Brooks, OG Ananobi, Jaron Jackson Jr., and, and Nick Claxton. And he also said, quote, if the season had ended in December, Ananobi might have won Defensive Player of the Year. His popularity peaked, but his quality of play did not. And he noted that OG still leads the league and in steals and is second in deflections. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a bit of a surprise if OG does not end up on an all-defensive team at the end of the season. I, I think he deserves to. There's no doubt. And again, like, this is easier for, for voters to look at where it's like, okay, who leads the league in steals is OG. Mm. Most likely he's going to be on the list. We also know that he's just a great defensive player. It just looked like the last game, for example, against Boston, right? Obviously, the Raptors lost. But the Raptors actually defensively did a great job collectively as a team. But who led that charge? It was OG Anobi. Four steals, three blocks while guarding Jalen Brown, forcing the multiple turnovers, forcing him to shoot an inefficient percentage. Like, that's what OG does. And it, I think with OG, too, it's the case is you have the ability to guard multiple positions. You know, when you go through this list of, like, MVP candidates here, right, his top five on this list, OG has guarded number one on his ballot, Nikola Jokic. He's mm-hmm. guarded number two on the ballot, Joel Embiid. He's guarded number three on the ballot, Giannis Adenokounmpo. He's guarded number four on the list, Jason Tatum. He's guarded number five on his list, DeMontis Simonis. Yeah, he did a great job on Simonis. And he literally did a great job on all five yeah, of those guys. Five, yeah. So... That's why OG's on the list. Um, there's no doubt about that. I, th- I think for me, like, I would put Jaron Jackson Jr. ahead of Evan Mobley in the f- on the first team. Evan Mobley oh, yeah, would be on the first team ahead of Jaron Jackson Jr.? Yeah, and also, you're a like, Mobley hater. Though. No, Jared <laughs> Allen should be on the list. Who's the best defender on Cleveland? All right, all right. It's Jared Allen. All right, we'll, we'll dive into that so, later. I, I know you're a Mobley hater, though. No, no, I'm not saying you, you don't put Evan Mobley on the list, but if you're telling me Jaron Jackson Jr. is on second team while, while Evan Mobley's on first team? No, that's fair. Jaron Jackson, yo, he's leading the league in blocks. He's like the the bedrock of that whole defense yeah. for Memphis, which is why they're successful in the first place. So. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think same with all NBA teams. It's it's uh, there's a lot of guys that aren't gonna make the cut and you know mm-hmm. make honorable mentions, which is which is tough. Um, yeah. So some of the other awards I thought we we could go through. Okay. So rookie of the year, I don't. I think this is a pretty no brainer for everyone. You know, he's got Paolo Banquero. Um, as as the number one, we're gonna let you. We're gonna, um, we gonna force you to learn Spanish, man. <laughs> this guy sounded like Herbie on the pod my today. Bad, my bad. Oh man, shouts to Herbie. Yeah. Uh, Walker Kessler, yeah. Who many Raptors fans would like to remind people that you know the Raptors could have drafted, yeah, for um, sure. If they didn't make the Thad Young trade, and uh, Jalen Williams, uh, mm-hmm. one of the two Jalen Williamses, yeah, on on OKC. But but Paolo, like averaging twenty points, yeah. You know he's just been a huge surprise. I think in terms of what they were expecting in Orlando for in, in the first year. Tell you, man, I mean, Orlando's going to be a fun is, team next year. No wait, more. Hold on. Was it a huge surprise? He's a number one pick. Yeah, but to average 20 points is pretty impressive, though, I think, like coming yeah. in right away. Oh, for sure. Like to, to come in and have that have that production right away. It's um, rare to see rookies come in and play a power game, I mm-hmm, feel like. like mm-hmm. and, and the ones that do usually stand out a lot. Like Zion came into the league, obviously played power game, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, he was injured for a lot of his career, including in his rookie season. But when he did play, it was like, holy, like, I don't know how to stop this guy. Yeah. Or like rookie Blake Griffin came in. And you played know how you stop game. Zion? Uh, wait till he goes on the injury list for Damn. two months. No, that's tough, no like all jokes aside, it is yeah. sad. Like he's been, he's right. basically been shut down for the rest no, of the season. No, he's got to see now. the LeBron James of feet. Oh, man. No, LeBron James of feet has to see with Zion Williams. Because <laughs> I, I really want to see Zion Williamson healthy. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, with Paolo, like he has that like bully ball game for a wing that already came into the league and he's ready with it. You know, you can make comparison to like Ricky Mello, for example. It's mm. like a little bit similar in that's that like sense. Um, Jalen Williams, I think, probably should be third on this list to be, or second on this list to be honest. Okay, he, he's really, he's like not that far behind. More yeah. efficient, better defensively than than Paolo. Yeah, um, I don't think he's number one, but I mean, there's a good case for him ahead of Walker well, Kessler, Walker who Kessler only plays is like a, twenty minutes a game. Yeah, he's a media darling though. He got that little kind of media juice. I feel like Walker Kessler. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's played. Not, great, not so to take away yeah, from yeah, his of play, of course, of course. Yeah, I yeah. think there's definitely a preference. He's on there. that, like Josh Giddy's on that list too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, six man of the year, uh, as you saw the other night with 29 points off the bench. Uh, Pina's number one pick is uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and he's got my guy <laughs> Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah. Number two, and former Raptor Norman Powell. Number three. Yeah. Once hard, again, hard to argue with yeah. this list. I, that's pretty good to me. I have no. Once again, six men of the year just sort by points per game type. That's what I'm saying. Like beat. people don't really care as much about this. Is there another way to look at six men though, aside from, I mean, just the scoring? Because it's been that way forever, right? Jamal sure, Crawford, for sure, for all sure. these guys. Like, is there another way? Like, do should you be looking at it as like a complete? I mean, like player a, type, like Iguodala with coming off the bench for the Warriors oh, okay, all those okay. years and closing all right. of those games. I mean, yeah, if he didn't right. get consideration or if he didn't win mm. the award in that stretch, then I don't know. I mean, it's going to be really tough, right? So I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is one way to argue it. I mean, most times when you're bringing guys off the bench, like they're probably there for defense. It's probably there for energy. Um, for guys who can come in and also like run the offense, like Brogdon last game, we saw like how good he was off the bench, right? Like, I'm so jealous. The Celtics have so much yeah, depth, man. It's not yeah. fair, man. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's part of why the Boston is so good is that they have, like, continuously guards who can come off the bench and sustain the offense. So, yeah, no, I mean, Brogdon winning, it would be a, it would be a cool choice. Yeah, I know you hate saying anything nice about the Celtics. I can feel it. In no, you. You're man. like, it would be a cool choice. Yeah, Yo, let's devote a whole segment to hating on Evan Mobley during the playoffs, by the way. Ooh, you know what? Maybe, we, yeah, you know can what? You I please, like that. Can you write that down somewhere along with drafting all of LeBron's lies? Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to get gotcha, some drafts gotcha. going in the playoffs. I'm um, run down, baby. Coach of the year, Mike Brown is Michael Pena's pick. Number two is OKC head coach Mark Dagno. 
and Joe Mazzula is number three. Um, yeah, I think Mike Brown is going to be pretty much a unanimous winner, I want to say. Do you have any arguments against Mike Brown being the coach no, of the year? No, absolutely not, man. Mike, okay. Mike Brown absolutely deserves is there, it. Is there any other coaches outside of the three here? Yeah, Mike Brown, I, I Mark think Daniel Jamie Bickerstaff should really get hmm. more consideration here. Okay, especially because uh, he, he has to prop up Evan, Mo, uh, Evan Mobley. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, he's done a great job managing Cleveland. Obviously, like, Cleveland is, like, they, this is the first time they made the playoffs without LeBron in, in the yeah, since 98. century. Yeah, like, since this, is, this is wild. I love that stat. By the way, I need to. I need a judgment from a ruling from you on this. Yeah. Okay. okay gotcha. So KD is shooting fifty six point one percent from the field. Yeah. On the season. Yeah. And there have been people online that are saying he's having a 60-40-90 season. They've rounded up the 56. No. Wait, no, no. What is the ruling no, no, on no, no, rounding no, no, no. up? No, no, no. The ruling is not that. that How is, close that's do you have right. to be? Do, would you, would you, you allow... Like 59.5 Would you allow 58 as a roundup if no. he was at 58.5? No. No, okay, we're just doing actual math rounding. Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, man, come on, what are we doing? <laughs> Yo. I, I'm sorry, 50-40-90 is not good enough anymore. By the like, way, Katie's only lost one game uh, since uh, January no, after their like, win over Denver yesterday. This is like the, this is like their gift, the gifted kids who are, like, begging for extra marks in the AP classes so they can have 103% in AP math. Like, no, I just, man. I just it's love enough. You got 100. You're happy with that. Like, 50-40-90 is literally the NBA definition of getting 100% in your report card. You don't need to beg for 103 so you can get into whatever program, like help Mac Health side. Like, get out of here. Waterloo. Um, no, you don't need that for I Waterloo. Get into. Um, no, I think um, I think with all this player propaganda that's happening now, I feel like we need to rein it in a little bit. Rounding 56 to 60, mm. I feel like is the breaking point for no, me. No, that's that's part of my that's part of my hater segment. I, I, that's that's no way, man. That's not how you apply mathematics. No way. Yeah. Um, most improved player. I think there's a huge pool of players to to pick from here. Mm. And Pino went with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. Larry Markinen is number two. Nick Claxton yeah. is number three. I think sometimes there's an argument too of like, which is the leap that 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 you know you respect more, yeah. right? Like, is it the Larry Markinen leap where he was kind of a fringe rotation player, role player type, and now he's he's all star to Shea, who you know was already a star player and now is arguably like a top ten player. Yeah, I, I for me, I think. Shea making the harder jump gets okay. him the number one. Okay. So I actually have no doubt about this, but I, I really like this list. All three of these guys are really good candidates. Yeah, Pina knows ball, man. Um, yeah, he a hoop knower. Defensive player of the year. I was surprised by this one. This was one that I was surprised. Okay. Um, uh, Draymond Green. Yep. Was his pick. Uh, number two, Evan Mobley. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to need you to present an argument against Evan Mobley for me. because not okay? the best defender on his team. Okay. No, but I'm going to need a hard, like, 15-minute argument okay? okay you know what we will get prepare. that prep for we'll, we'll prepare for that no it's no yeah. offense to evan mobley he's a really really great young player who <laughs> that's what the segment's to gonna be team. called no offense to evan mobley <laughs> no but i mean like the second best you're so it's essentially you're saying he's the second best defensive player in the league now <laughs> jaron jackson jr is not even on this list yeah so number three is brooke lopez i thought Giannis was gonna make this list too i feel like you don't think Giannis deserves consideration too i know brooke lopez sure yeah, yeah. Clearly, again brooke too. lopez has a more impactful yeah, okay, part right. of Fine. Milwaukee's defense, so he's on here ahead of yeah. Giannis. Yeah. Like it's actually the same kind of deal, really, when you think about it. With in terms Mobley of Evan having a similarity to Giannis in terms of defensive responsibilities. Okay. Mostly as the help side roamer, all that mm. kind of stuff. Um and then the easy uh, stuff. Playing backup center a little bit more mm. versus like Evan Mobley or uh, versus uh, Jared Allen being like the primary defender who's like primarily challenging the most shots and all that kind of stuff. Mm. No, I mean it's fine. Look, listen, I think Evan Mobley will get to this level as a player, as a prospect. It's gonna be great, but I yeah. just it bothers me sometimes when people like 
jump ahead of the yeah, situation. They, they rush to just like anoint because him. That's as and for, because to me, I think that like we rush to anoint the person, and then when they don't actually catch up to those expectations that we like rushed ahead to, then we tear them down. And oh, to be honest, it even Scotty happened here Barnes. with Scotty. Yeah. Exactly. So I actually don't want this to happen. Let's just evaluate as they are mm. instead of like being like really, really like in love with the, right. the potential aspect of. Okay. It. Yeah. And his rationale for Draymond That's was. All. Was the Warriors have the 18th best defense this season, but with Draymond on the court, they yeah. basically rate out as like one of the like the best defensive team when he's on the floor. Um, yeah, there's, you got no argument from me, man. Draymond is phenomenal defensively. Uh, I wouldn't put him number one, but he's definitely in consideration for number one every year. Yeah. By the way, did you listen to Draymond's podcast with Pascal? I, I have did. to admit, I have some player podcast fatigue, so I passed on that one. Yeah, I did. Did, listen they, to did it. they once again revisit the 2019 Finals? They and did. KD. Okay. They did. Okay. So they, I didn't well, miss they, much. you know, I, I like the question that he asked. Where he was like, so it's before game five, and you guys realize KD's coming back. What's the emotion in your locker room? Oh, and, and what Pascal, did he say? Yeah. Pascal was like, you know, listen, obviously we were confident. We were in control of the series. They were up 3-1 at that time, mm. and they're at home, ready to close it out. But then <laughs> they're like, but when that first quarter, when KD came out and made every shot, oh he's like, there was some hesitation. There was some, like, nerves at yeah. that point. So, I mean, that's just normal. That's just, that's just human, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But uh, obviously we know who won. I, my disappointment is they didn't discuss specifically the, the, the shot. last shot. The shot? The yeah. last shot because the Raptors mm. were up one with 30 seconds left. They called timeout. They dropped the play. They went to a middle pick and roll with uh, Kyle Lowry screening, or getting a screen from Pascal Siakam. Mm. Um, Draymond was the defending Siakam in that scenario. The pocket pass went to uh, Siakam rolling to the basket, and uh, Draymond famously reached in. Pascal was very smart, tucked it under his – uh, arms ripped through the, the the foul or whatever, and then went for the push shot clear. Obviously, after Draymond reached, he was out of position, and then Pascal made the bucket. I think that was the more important basket. About oh yeah of of in, of all of Game Six, like when it came down to the last possession, mm -hmm. and that's the play they drew. Like they Nick could have very easily been like, all right, let's just clear out, give it to Kawhi, let him cook, mm -hmm. right? But they didn't do that. They they ran that play, and you know I would have a lot. I would have loved to hear um, Draymond's reaction to why he reached in that possession. <laughs> So Draymond on his own podcast just omitted that. Well, he um, also really omitted the the Jordan Poole situation too. Oh yeah, so, well yeah. Well, but well. anyway, it's a great listen. It's a it's a great listen. Okay, um, I just I just got I just got player podcast fatigue. Now, who's I saw, your favorite player podcaster? <sighs> I don't know. I guess the obvious pick. I still go. With, can we go with retired players too? Like a JJ yeah, yeah. Redick. You like, I like JJ? Yeah, I like listening to JJ's pod. Yeah. Um, I think Draymond's good in in like certain interviews when he does with players and stuff like that. I don't like when he last summer he was doing these like free agency recaps and he was just getting mad at people. He's like, he's like, why, why are you so mad that Katie's demanding a trade? If I worked at Apple oh. and I wanted, you know how he always goes. Name if I worked any at, other employers. If I man, worked at please, Apple man. and I wanted to go to Google, yeah, no one would give me a hard time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I do feel like for these player podcasts, it's kind of hard, especially when they're still playing. Like you mentioned, like. The, the Jordan Poole situation or these mm -hmm. things like they they want to market it as like oh this is going to be the unfiltered view of it but but no no, you no still one's ever unfiltered to. man yes. the only unfiltered podcast is the banter pod no but the the other thing well even then we have some uh, you know things we can't share but um I think the other thing too like I heard an ad for a Tyrese Maxi podcast that's coming up and I'm just I did like hear that too yeah and I'm like at some point I'm just like you know. How many is too no, many? Everyone's going to jump in on this. Like, if you and I can podcast, I'm sure players can podcast. I know. And they'll they'll have much more easier access. They'll, you know, I mean, there's the built-in rapport. Like, it's it's a leg up, man. And, and now Bob Myers. Like, we try to hoop. 
Bob. So what's, what's wrong with them trying to podcast? All right, all right. Go listen yeah. to Thanasis' podcast all weekend. Yeah, yeah. While you hoop. Actually, that'd be pretty sick. That'd be hard. No, man. but Bob Myers has his own pod now. Like he yeah, has his, that's like, a new sit one. Downs. Maybe we got to get Bobby to do a podcast. <laughs> that would be sick, man. Yeah. No, it's it's getting out of hand. Anyways, the last... <laughs> First topic, why didn't you convert Jeff down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last... <laughs> The last, sorry, Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff. The sorry last award. Yeah, shout out to his family. Um, yeah. The last award is the most clutch player, which I forgot mm. about. The NBA just be making up stuff, man. Um, I mean. Yeah. Um, most clutch player. Uh, number I actually kind of like this award. He though. goes to De- uh, he, uh, Michael Pina is picking De'Aaron Fox. Mm. Jimmy Butler's number two. DeMar DeRozan's number three. Notable for the Raptors. They might be seeing uh, number two and number three on this list next week. So. Come on, man. What? You're right. Why, why You're am right. I? You're what? Right. Am I striking fear into you about the play-in tournament? Yeah, it's, it's a one-game tour. Don't worry. We have OG Ananobi on, on DeMar. Hey, man. We ha- we're gonna have OG's going to be guarding both these guys. Um, yeah, Darren Fox absolutely is going to run away with the award. But I, I like this award. Like, it's actually kind of cool to be able to, to sort of give this. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think it's mean to want a least valuable player award? Uh, yeah, like an LV, like LVP. I mean, that's hard to argue, like, because you can have guys who played like ten day, for example. No, but I think you can set a criteria. It's for like it. a minimum threshold. Like you played yeah. a thousand minutes, but feels you, like but bowling at this point. But like, I would pick Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's if you have to look one. at a player not with not like a, a certain one. criteria. Yeah. So, hmm. all right, feels a little mean. Let's cancel that. All one. right. What um, about least clutch award? Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is the Raptors. <laughs> least sorry, clutch. Sorry. Please clutch me for you. I have some candidates. Oh God. Um. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. let's take this break. Um. You know, Will's producing his own segment after oh, this. Oh, I can't wait. And then uh, we're gonna also look at some uh, preseason over under totals to see who are the most surprising and disappointing teams this season. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good spot for us to break. I've been your host, Willu. You've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. I continue joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong in the second segment. And joining us for a very brief five-minute cameo is... Uh, five or pro- less. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, relax, man. Yeah. Producer, J.R. Manitab, what's going on, man? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I told you to bring your best national TV outfit. So oh, yeah. you yeah. got this going on. Uh, I texted you. I was already in it. When you when you tell me, are you coming in the office? Like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, Don't so worry. you know, Will Will's the face of the franchise, and I'm the producer here. But occasionally, you know, mm. franchise players like yeah, to yeah. step in, and you know, play general manager and produce. So <laughs> Will had an idea for a Friday segment. So I had t- an idea. T- take it away before oh, I take the great. reins back. Yeah. So to set this up, um, there is uh, the NBA app is actually doing a series of like profile player profiles. Mm on second-year players or just young players in general. So there was an episode about Scotty Barnes, and they followed Scotty 
for a day, and he went to um, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, they follow my <laughs> man Scotty Barnes um, to uh, Real Sports, where he had a post-practice. Um, Real sports. I couldn't go lunch. anywhere else in the city. Well, um, I mean, it's right there. It's right. It's, it's okay, right there. Okay, okay, it's right there. Just you like want... the Raptors in the fourth quarter, they're right there. Yeah, yeah. they're right there. So Scotty <laughs> had a had a dinner with uh, Precious and Christian Coloco, and they had this interesting conversation. And as soon as I had it, I knew we had to have Jay Rizzi on. Derek, play the clip. So first question: Do y'all boys got Riz? What's his? The, what no, is what, the difference? Y'all boys got Riz? No, I don't. That's how I'm learning from you. What is it? Because I didn't know that until recently. You didn't know what Riz was? No, I know what Riz is, but do you it's know like, it's what? Like, you, do you, it's, it's, like, a, it's a short form of something. Do you know the actual original like game, word? like your game. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, like so what's the, what's the full time? I figured it was it's charisma. 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 So charisma than Riz. So would you say you have charisma? Are you a charismatic person? I got Riz. I would say I'm a charismatic. So you're a charismatic person? Yeah, type, type shit, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so first off, Alex, did you know that that's what Riz meant? No, actually, I had no idea because I know this has been a term that's been used by by the younger kids, you know, popularized here in the studio by JR as no. well. But, like, I didn't know. So, it really, the origin story is it comes from charisma? Like, is that really the origin story? That's the first time I heard it. And okay. Then, but when Precious said that, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, like, if you really dig into it, like, people are saying that uh, one of the social media personalities that he streams on Twitch, Kai said that. From uh, New York, he originally made up the term Riz. Okay. Um, but All yeah, right. it's like pretty much what he they explained in the clip. Riz is pretty much spinning game, mm. attracting a love interest. A W Riz is when you secure that whatever, that number, that mm. IG, that Snapchat or whatever, that be Got real. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some there's another term that spins off of it, from it. It's called unspoken Riz. So, oh. for example, I'll, I'll bring it down to basketball. Terms, okay, yeah, okay? No, we, we need a whole breakdown. <laughs> Let's go. Go unspoken ahead. Riz. Go ahead. You see Gary Trent Jr. on the on the bench. Yeah. He throws off some fits. Yeah. That's unspoken Riz. He, he's an attractive guy. He, he throws on some nice little fits. He okay. throws on the Gucci reversible like jacket. Got you. Yeah, I love reversible jackets. Another unspoken Riz uh, example would be, uh, do you remember when Jalen Brunson dropped 40 points? Mm-hmm. That was the day... That when they beat the uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets, Iggy Azalea was in the stadium at okay. MSG. Okay. So that's like, you know, unspoken Riz. So Jordan Poole, yeah. Jordan Poole. Yeah, yeah got you. attractive, you know. All right. Goes off, th- right. drops some triples, you know. Austin Reeves as well. What? LA. Austin Reeves? <laughs> oh, Austin man. Reeves might have some unspoken Riz. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. So I wasn't really familiar with your guys. Uh, not yeah. familiar with <laughs> Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves. Austin Reeves. Yeah. We have that as a clip now? I can never say yeah, that yeah. again. So who's uh, going to step in here and uh, change the questioning that Will has in the run now? So who's the who's the all uh, all Riz team for yeah, the yeah, NBA yeah. then? Yeah, give me the oh. all Riz so, first so, team. So Gary, I think, is on there. Gary's He's on there. He's got the charisma, right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. These are all guards. It's, it's, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. a small line. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, small line. You know what? I feel like Sorry. Shea. I feel like Shea should be in there too. Oh, Shea's. I feel like Shea's got the bench. Shea's off the bench, right? but he's taking. Oh, we got a second oh, team. Oh, okay. He's taking this. Okay, okay, okay. Protect okay. my boy from Hamilton. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, uh, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Austin Reeves. Did I say Austin Reeves? You got Austin Reeves. Why are you yeah. so insistent on Austin Reeves? No, having this? Right. Austin Reeves. I think. I think an underrated player would be Tyler Hero. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, yeah. We'll go with that. All right. What about Jimmy Butler too, man? No. Oh, no, I think okay. let's, let's not speculate on that one, please. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to. Okay, never mind, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking from. A, I'm just thinking from. A, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just thinking clip. from a charisma. Got you. Got charismatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, well, yeah. 
Thank you. Thanks, appreciate it. Because yeah, no, we always call you Jay Rizzi, so obviously we had to vamp you on yeah, for this yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shouts to that segment for, for Scotty Barnes. If you want to learn more about how his sophomore season yeah, is Scotty going. Yeah, Scotty Barnes has some Riz. Scotty got some Riz. Scotty okay, yeah, we'll put Scotty a center on the Riz lineup. Then there you go. All right. Appreciate you, JR. Scotty Barnes. There we go. For everything that you do to help us behind the scenes Yeah, and straight to pod tonight? Yeah, yeah, straight to pod. Gotcha, I'll gotcha. text you later. All right, all right. All right, all right get out of here. Appreciate Skedaddle. it, brother. <laughs> Scaddle. Anyways. Oh, it's great that we had that cleared up. Bye, Felicia. Wow. <laughs> back to uh, back to regular programming now. JR, you can just walk by, man. Um, Chris Boucher, it was announced this week that um, mm-hmm. he donated uh, an amount, uh, sum of money to the Toronto Metropolitan University to establish the new Slim Duck Scholarship. That's and the, awesome. And the man. gift yeah. from Boucher Slim Duck Foundation is going to open the door to university education for five students of Caribbean descent to realize their academic aspirations. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we, we we did a charity event with Chris earlier. This mm-hmm. season was able to to raise, you know, some some good money towards his foundation. And I know Chris has always made this uh, a, a kind of huge uh, priority for, for him, yeah. um, especially as he's obviously gained more financial uh, stability in the NBA and stuff. So this is uh this was super great to hear, man. Is financial stability the new word for being rich? Uh yeah. some financial stability. <laughs> was, it means yeah. you got rich. Yeah, no, yeah. but honestly, like no, this is awesome. Like Chris has really made a point to invest um both in Toronto and mm. in Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. The two places that he's really called home yeah. for an extended period. And uh no, it's 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 really, really great to see. I think it's really cool that the Raptors have in the last couple of years really invested heavily in the um in education mm-hmm. um you see this obviously even on a live event with bobby webster right the, the, the funds for that went towards uh you know a scholarship fund yeah um back home in in hawaii right mm-hmm. we see fred has invested with um u of t and there's a scholarship fund set up there scotty yeah. barnes uh set up a scholarship fund yeah. with the trade pascal's school. pascal's work with like Pascal local kids has also worked as well giving away laptops and yeah that's that's a lot of money by the way that these people are putting into this yeah. and i think that's just really cool man i think first and foremost like um it's not just about these players like playing for the city and wearing toronto on the front but it's also about like they really want to like foster community mm. here and i think that you know that's always been something that the nba and also other sports really try to foster but you know obviously there's a difference between like hey you're going to nba cares and you're going to take a photo op Versus mm-hmm. like this step too, and I do think that it, it it's cool that it comes all the way from the top to the bottom, right? Because obviously Masai, at the very top of this whole thing, like he has such a large and and uh, twenty years they're they're celebrating twenty years at Giants of Africa. This wow, year. twenty yeah. years! Yeah, they're having a huge celebration that's, in Rwanda, I believe. That's amazing. Um, but it's like, it, you know, twenty years of, of setting that as an example. So yeah, no, I think it's it's great, man. And you know, Chris has a, a very very kind heart. If anyone has listened to any of his um, definitely hustle play podcasts, like he really gets open about these things. So yeah. this is awesome, man. No, I love that. This is the charitable, you know, giving back. That's the real Riz, man. Um, wow. And also, the WNBA game taking place in Toronto May thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they announced this week that they've gotten fifteen major 15. Uh, wow. marketing okay. partners. Uh, some of them including. Air Canada, you know, this will be um, of news to you, Will. They're going to launch a nationwide AC fan flight contest. Oh, sorry. It's hashtag AC fan Oh, flight. hashtag AC fan flight contest. S- search my Twitter account for yeah, that. Yeah, Will that was place. a former participant of this. During, Mr. Moments, search my hashtag. During the search Raptors, the during the Raptors Wizards uh, series, the one where they didn't get swept and they won. I, I believe there's a 10 things from Raptors Wizards game four 
Hashtag NBA, hashtag We the North, hashtag yeah. RTZ, hashtag AC Fan Flight. Goodness. Yeah. Um, any tweet more than five hashtags. I started from the bottom, guys. You don't any, understand. Any tweet more than bottom, five bottom, hashtags, bottom, man, man. You, you better be getting paid, man. Otherwise, you need a social media manager. Um, oh, okay. Air Canada is launching this nationwide contest, and they're going to invite communities from across Canada to mm-hmm. nominate a girls' basketball team to uh to to attend the game to fly them in and attend the game so that's, that's awesome, super man. cool man that's really cool yeah there's, yeah, there's like a super long list you know canada goose is going to be providing apparel to players on mm. both teams uh, on the chicago sky and minnesota links and nike's working with basketball leaders and for a community discussion on empowering the next generation of female basketball athletes in, right. in canada cool. and, and on and on like there's so many of these um you know big name sponsors and again i think you know, this event, this event is, is going to be, I think, like a jumping off point to, to whatever's next for, for WNBA here in Toronto. So, yeah, I'm I mean, excited. I'm super excited about this game. Absolutely. As you know, with any sort of professional sporting team, like you need a lot of sponsorship backing mm-hmm. to sort of make it uh, yeah. both like successful and also um, viable in the first place. Right. And, and I think that, yeah, I mean, you know, over the years, you've really seen an evolution of this. Like you've seen it from Canada basketball as well, just the Canada mm-hmm. basketball program. Like they, they've been able to, to, to attract bigger, bigger sponsors as time has gone on and they've been able to really expand their product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yeah, the WNBA coming here to Toronto, I had no doubt that they were going to be able to um, attract this type of attention. But um, no, I, I think that, you know, um, this is like one of the vital steps towards it. Obviously the Raptors aren't hurting for sponsorship, um, but uh yeah, like there's there's just a, such a huge appetite for basketball in Canada, first and foremost. And I think that especially when you think about the WNBA and they're essentially considering like I think there's like six cities in the mix for contention okay. of like expansion. And if they're going to expand, there's probably going to be one in the east, one in the west. Like part of the case for, you know, Toronto would be that they would be able to attract like this major amount of spo- uh, sponsorship. So mm-hmm. you're looking at you're looking at an airline right here. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a you know major apparel company and you're looking at, you know, Canada Goose, like mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Like I'm, I, maybe yeah. I'm just watching too much Mad Men. But how much, how many millions and billions are we talking about <laughs> over here? You know what I mean? No, this um, and this is just three out of the fifteen. Sure, like, yeah, for sure. Wanna, yeah. You know, people can check out the list. No, I'm excited. Online, man. well, um, I'll be the only basketball games going on in, in at the Scotiabank Arena May 13th. Nah, that's for man, sure. I already made that joke a couple months ago. All right, well, um, now we know for sure. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. Before before we get to um, talking for a few minutes about the the Raptor Celtics game tonight, mm. you know, I was also coming down to the end of the regular season. You know, pulled up the preseason over under win totals for um, you know all thirty teams and compare those totals to to their actual win totals so far, uh, just to see like who actually um, you know underperformed, overperformed okay. expectations and kind of met expectations. Wow. So. Um, the most disappointing team, if you go by difference in over under to actual, was uh, was the Detroit Pistons. So I was they, really surprised yeah, by this. So, one. so yeah. they were at twenty nine and a half wins before the season. That was the betting line, hmm. and they are coming in right now at sixteen wins. Um, so that's the biggest differential. But you know, setting them aside, you know, I, and by the way, that yeah. one is just Kate Cunningham was not healthy the whole yes. year. Yes, yeah. yes, I think that was the main difference. Also, on this list of of teams who underperformed their under uh, over under win total by seven or more, Golden State. Uh, the Clippers, sure. the Mavericks, and the Timberwolves. You know, Golden mm. State was at 52 and a half. They're coming in at 42. Same for the Clippers. Right. Mavericks were expected to win 48 and a half coming off a of conference finals appearance. They're at 38 right now. Mm. Minnesota was getting a lot of hype after the Rudy Gobert trade was at 49 and a half. They're at 40. Mm. Um, so to me, those are really the most disappointing teams. And I think that kind of lines up. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the interesting factor that goes into all this is just like, there was so much parody in the league this season. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really allowed for a lot of these scenarios to pop up. Mm-hmm. Obviously like, 
you know, you're just essentially if you're saying the Warriors are going to win 53 games and the, the Clippers are going 53 and Dallas is going to win 49 and Minnesota is going 50 and and the Phoenix Suns was also on the list to commit win 53. Like, yeah, that's got to be the top six in the in, in the West, and that's not what happened. Denver obviously is at the top, and yep. you know. Memphis and, and Sacramento. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise, I guess. If you were to pick on this list, like, who who is your most disappointing team? Uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah, no, I think, I, I yeah. think I'm with you. I would put Minnesota there, too, though. I feel like there was just I just was, expectations. Did I buy into it that much, though? Okay, because there was buzz about them being, like, a top-four team, all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, like Rudy Gobert was going to be that final piece. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we can listen, go back and listen to this. But you didn't but see I, it. You I, didn't I, see I, it. I just was a little bit skeptical as well. Okay. Um, the but Rap- Rudy is playing a lot better recently, so. Yeah, so they're going to be in the play-in. Um, the Raptors fall in this, like, kind of next tier of just mm-hmm. teams that underperformed okay. within, like, three to six wins. So the Raptors, 46 and a half over under win total. So the best they can get to is 42. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I guess, given all the disappointment of this season, yeah. Um, you know, so let's say they win these next two games. I guess they kind of came in around their over under total. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, expectations were higher than forty six and a half wins locally. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. Um, and they got a team like Portland. Um, you know, better pray that Dame, you know, doesn't win a championship next season. They were thirty nine and a half. Does they playing championship count? <laughs> I don't even know if they can win that at any point. Well, they're, they're not right now. But, but yeah, no. Um, check out the the Blazers roster right now, by the way. Um, yeah, Ooh, they're they're at thirty three. Good lead. Um, so yeah, a lot of these kind of middling teams, and I think it's it's all it's all parity. And I think the you know the most interesting for me is just teams who who overachieved mm. um, based on their their over unders. You know, Cleveland stands out to me. They were also forty six and a half, and I think. Cleveland, by all accounts, you know, you know, despite Evan Mobley being one of the worst players in the league, um, like they have had the season that I think a lot of Raptors fans were expecting this team to have coming in at 51, right, right, right. having 51 wins. My Orlando Magic, uh, 26 and a half, you know, uh, with 34 wins. The Knicks were a big surprise as well, 38 and a half, and they've got 47. Who who of this list do you think is your, is, is your biggest kind of overachiever of the season? Uh... I would put OKC in there too. So OKC was actually yeah. OKC and Sacramento were the teams that most outperformed their yeah. over under. Sacramento I'm, was expected at thirty four and a half. They have won forty eight. OKC was only at twenty three and a half, and they've won thirty. Right, right. I think those two, in addition, Indiana, who also got off to a great start as well. Mm. They like, I'm sure they blew past twenty four and a half. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, so December, they were twenty four and right? a half, so, and then they've got yeah. thirty four wins right now. That's impressive. By the way, you you maybe look up the Trailblazers last game where they lost uh, one nineteen to one hundred nine against the, the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Some of the players on this list, I mean, I just did not know who it is. Like for example, S Mays was their starting shooting guard. Who's who's S Mays? I don't know. I think they have a Janathan Williams or something. Like they that. have a Jay Butler Jr. And I was like, oh, Jimmy Butler Jr. <laughs> oh my no, God. it's John Butler Jr. No, you know what's bad? One, the only player I know on their roster right now is Trenton Wofford. He he didn't even play last game. Oh my God, he didn't play last game. You don't understand. They are signing guys from the G League to like ten days. They have Justin Manaya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So some of these guys, Jabari Walker, yeah, maybe heard of him. But yeah, yeah Skylar, Skylar Mays was, they, was the Should they answer. get, like, you know, I know Adam Silver is not a huge fan of the tanking here. Should like, okay. you know, should there be any penalties for this? This is so excessive. This, 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 <laughs> like, this, this is worse well than the Tampa tank. I'm not going to lie. They might as well just forfeit these games. They have Genathan. G- yes, G- that, that was a person that I was J-E-E-N-A-T-H-A-N, referring to. J-E-E-N-A-T-H-A-N, Williams. Yeah. Genathan. Yeah. Yeah, no, like these are players that you literally haven't even heard of. This is what happens if you play like 2K or if you play FIFA for like your my player campaign yeah. for like 10 seasons as mm. I have in FIFA 18. Yeah. They just start, the computer just starts generating people for you on <laughs> no. the team. 
No, no. like the star signing this year is is, is no, Gina and Williams. No, this I was is like, oh, okay. this is when the gaming companies doesn't doesn't have the licensing uh-huh. to, to the players, and they just have to to make up names. But I'm happy for these guys at least. Uh, yeah, sure. And now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Toronto Raptors wrap up their two game series in Boston tonight against the Celtics. They are a minus two favorite. Huh. They are a two point favorite on the road. Let's get to. The injury report here, okay, this is even more surprising because Jace, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not on the injury report. Questionable are Malcolm Brogdon, Peyton Pritchard, Marcus Smart, and Derek White. So Al Horford is not on the injury report. Uh, Jalen Brown's not on the injury report. Jason Tatum's not on the injury report. Okay, my guess is because Boston has nothing to play for, maybe they will play them for like one quarter or like 12 minutes. And for the Raptors, Jeff Down and Otto Porter Jr. out. So the Jeff Down's not even on the roster. We already went through this. <laughs> well, that doesn't count on the He's listed report, as a, well, does Otto Porter count? That's another discussion. Well, he's um, not even here, so. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, the Raptors are two-point favorites. I huh. think the expectation here is that okay. Boston is probably not going to be playing their starters that much tonight, even if they're so, available. So let's just say the Raptors lose the first half by 10 points to their starters. Yep. And their full roster. Second half, they bench everybody. They play Mike Muscala. And- yeah. Still a pretty formidable team. You know, they might bring Blake Griffin out there, Robert Williams, Grant Williams. They're still players. This oh. is a really hard one to bet. I, I don't yeah. even know how you would approach this game, to be honest. Yeah. I guess I would say I'd take the Celtics, but that's that's really tough. I mean, obviously, the Raptors have way more to play for. Yeah. But even that, I mean, like the Raptors right now, I think the models are like 95% likely that... Uh, yeah, the mag- Atlanta is going to be eight. The magic number is one. Nine, the so. magic number is one right now for the Hawks to clinch. Oof, man. Yeah. I Wow. How would you bet this? This is like a coin flip, really. But um, um, I'm just going to say heads. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say the Celtics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, this is really difficult because, again, like this is not a usual game. So I'm saying at the top of the show, like the motivation for these April games mm-hmm. just drops so low. Everybody's just trying to like chill for a week. Finally, because you've been going through this daily grind for like six months. And now yeah. you're finally here and you just want to chill a little bit. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I would actually say, yeah, you're right. This is a tough part of the season to 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 kind of bet on. So I would stay away. And may I recommend uh, the Brooklyn Nets minus eleven at home against the Orlando Magic because Brooklyn does need to win mm. to clinch the okay. sixth spot, and Orlando does not That's have much. One. That's a good one to play for. And that was between the lines. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. This is it, man. This is the end of the regular season, man. When we come in on Monday. We will be in a uh, play-in mode. That's right. We'll, we'll tee up the uh, inevitable play-in series 9-10 with uh, Chicago. Get your tickets now if you haven't already, by the way. If you have, uh, you know, $500, $600 to sit in the Sprite Zone. Um, and, um, yeah, we ha- I guess we ran out of time to talk about the new collective bargaining agreement, Alex. Oh, man. Maybe next week I can get your thoughts on... Uh, you know, positionless all NBA and things of that nature. And then, uh, you know, no marijuana testing. No. Yeah. Well, who's been <laughs> testing for that for, in the NBA for the last like five years now? So anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Thanks once again to J.R. Manitad, producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brando, Jennifer Rona for helping on the YouTube stream. Have a happy, super long weekend.